When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Future. We're talking real money. Hey, thanks for joining us on uh, Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cock. Don McDonald has the week off, and uh, the show really is about you, not so much about me, because uh, I will blather on for hours about money and finance, and finally my daughter will come in and tell me to be quiet. <laughs> well, she does that anyway. But uh, so give me a call because we'll take up your topics 855 935 TALK. That's 855-935-8255. And by the way, if you won the uh, Mega Millions, you move right to the head of the line. And you know the special number to call for that, right? Give me a ring. All kidding aside, okay, so let me make sure I got the month of July, which is closing out tomorrow, correct. Number one, apparently, depending on you know which statistics or which panel you listen, you listen to, we officially moved into a recession. Right, two quarters of negative growth. Now, and I know there's somebody in the back east that's going to put smoke up the chimney or something if it really is correct or not. So that's one thing, right? Okay, check the box. Number two, uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, again, this week, raising interest rates by uh, three quarters of a, per- a per- of a percent. Three quarters of a percent, right? Huh? Okay, check those two boxes. Um, the third box is the one that's... Kind of a mystery. Um, Wow. Stocks, you know, those risky things that don't like uncertainty, that hate things like recessions and really generally don't like higher interest rates. Well, uh, here's the box to check. Stocks had their best month since November of 2020, which by my reckoning is coming up on two years here pretty quick. The Standard & Poor's 500, those 500 best companies in the country, biggest and best up 9.1%. The NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, up 12% in July. Smaller companies, riskier ones, they made 10.3% in July. Wait a minute. Now, wait, wait, wait. Interest rates went up. We slipped into a recession and stocks went up. Uh, what's next? Well, here's the part that you need to know. Uh, no one knows what's next. Uh, in Jason Schweig's word, investors need to brace themselves for a baloney storm, which I haven't had since my brother likes to fry it as a sandwich about 50 years ago. Uh, because as he points out, Wall Street analysts, strategists, portfolio managers and promoters declared they know what's coming next, but they don't. Uh, and by the way, the prediction is, if you want to believe the prediction, about interest rates is the Fed will keep jacking up rates this year and then slash them in the first half of 2023. Let me say that again. Rates will go up more. And then next year, some six months from now or so, the Federal Reserve will actually start cutting those rates. But time after time, economists and other forecasters, as Mr. Zweig, who writes regularly in the Wall Street Journal, points out, have called interest rates wrong. Let me give you a few examples. 2009, dozens of economists polled in the Wall Street Journal Economic Forecasting Survey predicted the Fed's benchmark rate would shoot up from uh, shoot up to 1.04 from 0.14 over the coming year. Instead, it 
barely moved, stayed at 0.17. All right, let's advance to 2014. That same panel of economists called for the Fed funds rate to hit 0.96 by the end of 2015. Instead, it came in at 0.34. 0.34. How 2018 forecasters expected the rate to hit 2.9% by year end 2019. The actual number, oh, about half of that, 1.55. A year later, the forecast year end 2020 was for 1.48, one and a half, but instead 0.09. Yeah, that's not my report card for my first year in college. That's actually the number of uh, the interest rates, uh, short-term rates were at that point. So nobody knows nothing in the words of the late, great John Bogle about what's coming up next. So what do you do? Well, your portfolio, as we have discussed several times on this program, both radio and podcast, is about you. It's built for your returns, your ability to take risk, and that's it. It doesn't matter what's coming next. You need to, number two, know your objectives and your limits, how much volatility you're willing to accept. Right? Because it's going to happen again. I don't know when. It might start on Monday. And here's the other part uh, that's really harder. Not including the show, you need to tune it out. Because we're not going to make predictions. Because we don't know what's next. We know what's happened. We know what history has done for a long period of time. But we do not know what is coming next. So uh, don't worry about interest rates. Don't worry about the recession. Don't worry about all these external factors that there'll be new ones coming soon, guaranteed. We just don't know which ones they will be, whether they will be health-related or economics or war, famine, whatever is going to come along, and it will come along. There'll be a new headline here soon. You need to figure out how to not pay attention to all that, to instead know what you're trying to do with your money, how much risk you're willing to take, and in, in, in some cases... For those of you who are decumulating, how soon until you start needing that money? Other than that, it's, uh, you know, just argue about how hot it is outside in the Seattle area. We'll come back with your questions and calls. Nick Steve's waiting. Your calls, 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, here to answer your questions about anything finance-related, money-related, making it, saving it, investing it. 855-935-TALK. That is 855-935-8255. First up this hour is Steve, who's patiently waited and now joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Steve. Uh, Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you just fine, sir. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Um, So uh, just background, I'm 64 and a half. And uh, 39 years in the Washington State Fire Service, so uh, I have a fire service pension. And uh, I was wondering, I guess my base question is, when I talk to Social Security about these two um, windfall, there's a WEP and a GPO um, that deduct from any 
um, payment you get from Social Security, are they accurate normally or not? You know, from what I've seen, Steve, generally, the windfall elimination program you're discussing, yes, the, uh, the estimates, did you, you went right to Social Security for those? No, I just, um, I, I need to contact them. Um, I guess what I'm saying is uh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but should I believe what they're saying? Because I've understood from other talk shows like Rajiv and stuff that uh, some people don't really understand how it works. So do you folks do that? Yeah, we definitely do that, of course, because we talk to many people okay. who are retiring from a variety of different municipal jobs, et cetera. So, yes, that is part of the work that we do. Do I necessarily – I think what Rajiv or others may be saying is, you know, can you necessarily trust the advice you will get if you go to Social Security? And the answer generally, by the way, I find is, you know, most of the time, yes, there are some times when a situation is very complex when they don't understand it. Do I think going to a third party independent of Social Security and having someone else look at this, who, who somebody who specializes in retirement? Absolutely. I would say uh, I, I, I wouldn't even wait. I would just say go ahead and, uh, and get that opinion and make sure you're doing it right. It's very important, obviously, uh, because that pension and how it plays into your Social Security benefit is going to be a huge part of your retirement. All right. Thank you. And uh, one uh, follow-up question. My my spouse, uh, who's now six zero years old, um, he worked for several cities and several school districts, and therefore she also has, they turned it into a 401k instead of a monthly defined benefit. Um, do you know, would that be also, would, would my work impact what she gets, do you know? No, no, if she's already turned her defined benefit uh, benefit into a defined contribution plan, and I'd probably be a 403B rather than a 401K. It might be a 401A. But at any rate, that would not impact your pension. No, it would not. Okay. Do you, would mine affect the fact that no. I have no. two uh, federal things? Okay. No, um, because hers is – her, um, no, it wouldn't – but again, it, I with any of these questions – I would sit down with a trained professional absolutely to make sure before I pulled the trigger on anything because these are huge steps, whether it be pension, Social Security, et cetera. Steve, thank you for your call. I think, the, again, I would, I would sit down with somebody if it were my money to make sure of that. So let me give you a question we got written in here uh, from John who wrote us from Grand Island, Nebraska, I believe. Um, he said, hi, Don and Tom. Occasionally you talk about funds that have front load fees. And I think many of you still don't even know what that means. Load is a commission. So in other words, to buy the mutual fund, you're paying someone a fee to do that, which we don't recommend. Because in today's world, um, if you're going to go it alone, gosh, we've given you portfolios that are pretty doggone good at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. You simply go there and click on three funds at, uh, at I think it's three funds at three places, something like that. It says three on it. You click on three, you'll find it. It's on the home page. 
Paul Merriman's got a series of wonderful portfolios, so we don't recommend those. He continues and says, I have a friend I helped talk out of using a, and I won't give fill in the blank here, uh, a, a uh, if insurance company as an advisor. And again, I would not use an insurance company as a financial advisor. I never hold themselves out as that, but that's not their area of specialty. Their area of specialty is insurance. So if you need insurance, then sure, give them a ring. But I wouldn't use them as a financial advisor. Uh, but the person, John continues, would you be able to elaborate on how you're able to tell if it's a commission or a load product? He mentions a few here that are American funds. And he says uh, these funds all say Class A at the end. He's also seen R6 at the end of some of the fund names. Can you explain the meaning? Well, first of all, the, after eliminating the leaf blower, the next thing I would do as a president of the country would be eliminate all these silly alphabetic, the alphabet after mutual funds because it makes it so confusing to you. A shares, B shares, C shares. R6, et cetera. Okay, but very simply, an A share is truly a front end load. That means you're paying someone could be as high as 5.75% to buy that fund. As I said, you can buy equivalent funds for nothing, especially if you're doing this on your own. We use for our clients exchange traded funds that have no commissions on them. And by the way, the expense ratios are much lower. So the funds are mentioned here at American Funds, I think I looked up one of them, has an expense ratio of 0.63. The exchange traded funds we use for our clients have an expense ratio of 0.14. 0.14 versus point, I mean, you can see right out the gate the headwinds that somebody buying that fund face. Um, our six funds are, and please, I, I'm pretty sure I have this right. These are funds only seen in retirement plans. That's why there are, et cetera. So I don't think you're paying a commission there. And boy, I hope most retirement plans today do not include commission products. They most certainly should not. If yours does, you need to talk to somebody. I mean, I talked to a woman today in Illinois who has never saved into her retirement plan through her employer because she claims the fees are somewhere around 3%. That is outrageous really is in today's world that you pay anything north of one so great question john we'll be back to take yours 855-935-8255 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money tom and don are talking real money tom and i created vestry to help everyone become a better investor even those who will never be clients let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high pressure sales pitch at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money Welcome back to Talking Real Money. We get your questions all the time, 24-7. You can call right now, by the way, and talk to me live, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. But other questions come in at other various times. They're recorded, and then we use them on the show like this. Hi, Don and Tom. I have a question about special needs trusts and mainly a third Party trust. Uh, my mom's 87 years old, and she has quite a bit of money, and will be leaving it to me. I'm a quadriplegic, and I've been steered towards a 
third-party trust, and that would allow me to leave it to my kids afterwards. And also, my other question is to Tom Cock. Um, did you run a station in Spokane? That's where I'm at, KSBN. And if it was you, I worked for you for a while before I got out of radio, got smart, and went back to school. So thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Wow, that, bye-bye. that is a blast from the past. Uh, wow, because that's going back 30-plus years to the time, yes, that I owned a couple of radio stations in, in beautiful Spokane, Washington, which is a, a time that I look very favorably on. Uh, it was not the easiest time to operate a business there, but uh, but thank you for your call, and thank you for remembering me so many years later. That's really nice. Yeah, you know, special needs trusts that come in, there's a several, me- and this is not our area of expertise. Now, we do work with people that write special needs trust, but I think there's first party special needs trust, third party special needs pooled trust. There's all kinds of things uh, that, that again will allow persons to do what more specialized ways to deal with the money. Um, so, but I would go see an estate planner. They've got good ones in Spokane. If you don't know one, we can certainly send you to one as well. So it's simply a matter of going to our website, sending out, the, sending us a contact us form, and we'll get you one. But uh, and thanks again for remembering my time in uh, Spokane. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five is our telephone number. And when we come back, we'll talk to Gene. We've got some other topics as well to take in. I do want to mention this is pretty special. Uh, as you know, we have been educators trying to help you get things right about money, investing, all of that for a long time. But there are sometimes those of you in the audience uh, who are women whose situations are a little different than being married or being single man, et cetera. And so we put together four different classes, understanding personal finance, thriving after divorce, life as a widow, happiness is an inside job. These are specifically taught by women in our organization for women. The first one is coming up a week from today at three o'clock Pacific time. And it's called understanding personal finance. Learn just the, just the basics. Cause you got to have a, a, a starting point, right? And if you want to attend, these are online webinars really taught by some outstanding folks that are associated with our company. You simply go to Appella Capital. That's A P E L L Capital C A P I T A L dot com. Appella Capital dot com. Click on events. You'll see these classes. There's four different classes, and uh, I think it looks like one a month. Again, they're taught by some truly outstanding folks that uh, that are part of our organization, and they're taught with you in mind. You know, when I do a class, I've got another one coming up on September 17th. It's very general because we can't specialize. This is specialized because there are things in your life that are going to be different than they will be in my life as a married man. And so, and, and again, and this is by the way something I've told my wife. And she was uh, really got upset when I told her about this last week because somebody else that we knew just passed away. But I said, you've got to know this right now. You rely on me for it and you shouldn't because I might not always be there, which after considering what had happened recently made her upset. But the point of the matter is all of us are responsible for ourselves, our own lives, especially our finances. So here's a place to start if you're a woman and said, I don't know anything about this. This is 
not saying anything bad about you or your gender, but specific to you. Again, appellacapital.com. Click on events and join them next week for the first class. Coming up, we'll talk with Gene and others here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, where we take your questions and calls about your finances, your money, your investing, any of that, 24-7, by the way. Uh, love to have you call us here in the last half hour of the show, because we've got some lines open at 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. So join us. If it doesn't work right now, you can call any other time. We take your questions and calls and uh We'll try to get to them as fast as we can, either on the program or the podcast. So, yeah, Talking Real Money is a very popular podcast, which we hope you will listen to. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, Gene joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Gene. Did you win the uh, the Mega Millions? Um, I heard you had to buy a ticket in order to win. Ah, so, yeah. yes. That is a critical part of all of this. So, sadly, yeah, you and I, I are in the same place. Yeah. We're not. You got to be a player to make the money, and I'm not a player. So, good for you. How can <laughs> we help? Well, uh, my dad died last year, and uh, I now have power of attorney to take care of uh, financial stuff for my mom. And um, so, dad. You, several years ago, bought a, uh, a fund. It's through an uh, organization called Thrivent, T-H-R. Yes, I know Thrivent, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this is a bond fund. What's uh, the ticker? It's uh, L-B-L-A-X. So this is supposed to be a short-term bond fund. Uh, uh, okay, so just a little context. Okay, my dad was a school bus driver and a janitor. Mm-hmm. My mom was uh, was a cook. You know. Uh, anyway, so there's a significant portion of the money that mom has is in this is in this bond fund. It's, it's about How? What percentage, three, roughly? Well, that that's okay. Uh, I mean, what what's your question around uh, this fund? Because I can tell you right now, having just looked at it, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a couple. Of well, minutes. it just didn't. I'm I'm just I just the idea of a short term bond fund. My mom's ninety two. Doesn't it? It doesn't seem right to me. And I'm trying well, to figure okay. out. Yeah. What the they right should, kind of move would be. Yeah. So is this in a retirement account or is this in a just a regular taxable no. brokerage account? Brokerage account. Okay. So, okay, just to go to the fund itself, you're right. This is a limited maturity bond, but this is a loaded commission product. In other words, you're paying a commission of some kind, could be up to 5.75% for that. But here's the more important part. A short-term bond fund where the expense ratio is 56 basis points. The yield is around 1.2%. So half of the yield is going to pay the people running it. So whether or not it makes sense in your mom's portfolio is another question. 
Does she have other assets? I mean, this this would not be something this this particular fund for short term money. I would never use because, as I said, it has commission and it has it's very expensive operation. But to your other question about whether or not your mom should have short term bonds, is this money she's going to need in her remaining year, years? She's ninety two. Things yeah. happen fast in, in yeah. the nineties. I don't know. I yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Th- I'm I'm presuming this is money I might need to tap in. To, okay. Uh, at yeah. moments notice. Yeah. So I would. Here's what I would do because you can get this now. I mean, there's probably not much gain in this fund. You could probably sell it, not have any capital gain, et cetera, et cetera. I doubt there's been much gain at all in the last few years if she's been in it for a period of time. I would simply go, for example, to a a short term uh, high yield. Uh, high yield savings account, which you go on online, bingo, bango set up, and they're already paying up to close to 2% a year. Or um, Vanguard's got some very fine short-term bond funds as well. So if it was a matter of still having money in a short sort of duration fund, they're out there. Thrivent is not a place to go buy this. Thrivent is sold. It used to be called the Lutheran Brotherhood. So it's kind of an affinity sale. Obviously, with a group of Lutherans, I think it's Lutherans because my brother's a Lutheran. I think they're fine people, too. But this is not how you should have your money managed. Nothing against Thrivent, but this is not a very good mutual fund because for a short-term bond fund to be paying five, a 56 basis, 0.56 for that is outrageous. Part two, to be paying a load for a short-term bond fund doesn't make sense either. So I hope that helps. Again, you'd want to first sit down, though, and make some determination about how much money should be kept sort of in a cash-like portfolio for her use as she is 92, and that could, as you say, come quickly. We'll be back with more 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Here to take your questions and calls, anything money-related, 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. Hi, I'm Tom Cock, uh, handling the program by myself today. Don McDonald, sadly, on his way to his brother's memorial service in New York. He will be back next week. Thank you for all the good wishes, calls emails, etc. It's uh, really nice, all the people that have reached out to him. This has been a very difficult time, obviously, for Don and his family. So thank you for that. Let's go back to the telephones. Hannah now joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hannah, we got one question for you. Did you win the Mega Millions lottery? No, thank you. Oh, well, I guess our our relationship is going to be rather short-lived then, but go ahead. Okay, thank you so much for taking the call. Uh, Mike, I have two questions. Uh, first question is about this bond uh, fund. I'm invested in the Fidelity. So I wanted to know what your opinion about the short-term or intermediate-term uh, bond um, in country situation. Um, should I invest on the short-term or actually using the um, medium-term? I think Fidelity has... Uh, Fidelity yeah. um, general fund is 
intermediate, but uh, they have also short term. Of course. And how long until you're going to need or use any of this money? I think it was in about, uh, I, I'm 60 years old, so mm-hmm. then uh, I think it will be in the five or seven years it will consider about retire. But I don't really necessarily need to really touch this. Um, this is my personal investment, uh, not at my 401k. So I okay, well, so what's the purpose, then what is, what's the purpose of the money that you're looking for to put in a either short or intermediate term bond fund? What is the, what, for, why? For the retirement, yeah. For, okay. It is so, part of my portfolio. This is a bond portfolio. I have okay. also the uh, equity. So, All right. Um, so this will be money that you draw on at some time for retirement. Seven to ten years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in a general sense... Bonds, uh-huh. as you know, the the longer maturity, the riskier the bond. Correct. I mean, you've seen that this year because if you own a bond fund, or pardon me, if you own a bond that has a thirty year maturity, and it was only paying two percent, and new bonds are being issued today at three percent or more for long term maturity, the uh, the the bond that you hold is going to go down in value because people would rather buy the new one at the higher rate. That's why owning a bond fund makes sense, but only you mentioned short and intermediate term. I don't recommend any bonds over about a 10-year maturity because they take on additional risk, as I just mentioned, of fluctuation in interest rates. Then to your specific question about short or intermediate term, for our clients and for people that look at our website, we give you Uh, bond funds that have both short and intermediate term. Remember, a short-term bond fund today is paying, you know, one and a half percent, something in that area. An intermediate term, which could go anywhere from, you know, four years to eight years or nine years in maturity in that range, is probably still only paying, you know, two and a half, maybe a little bit more. And again, we don't, to buy a bond fund for yield, In other words, to kind of buy riskier bonds doesn't make sense to me. The academics are going to tell you that you're likely to end up losing money because those are riskier either governments or uh, corporations that are paying a higher interest rate for a reason, right? I mean, they were selling Ukrainian war bonds six months ago for, you know, 28% because eh, maybe you get your money back, maybe you don't. So back to your question, Hannah, I, I would own a mix Because what you get then is a variety of interest rates. You could have some in short term, some in intermediate. You could probably, in my mind, have two-thirds of the money in an intermediate term bond fund, a third of the money in a short term. In other words, the intermediate is going to give you some return. The short, not really very much. And in fact, in a period of time when inflation, as you know, is running at 9% or whatever it is today, you really want to have something in there that gives you some protection against inflation. And by the way, you could consider if this is in a retirement account, owning treasury inflation protected securities, tips. Fidelity has a very fine tips fund. Maybe you own all three of them because that gives you some protection against unexpected inflation, which we've definitely had this year. And we may in the years ahead, we don't know what's coming next. So I would probably own some of both of those rather than trying to pick one or another. Does that make sense? Yes. Is there any one fund that Infidelity uh, has this kind of a mixed um, mix portfolio, or I have to buy two different funds, one for intermediate, one for short term? 
Yeah, no, I mean, you could go, you could go on Fidelity, I'm sure has a, an aggregate bond fund of some kind, uh, you know, total bond, Fidelity total bond. Oh, you're total get bond. A, okay. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of longer term, not much, mostly intermediate term and some short term. But that's a great question. Got to run, Hannah, to another call here. So if we can squeeze call in before the top of the hour, we go to Gates, who joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Gates. Hi, Tom. Appreciate you uh, taking my call. Calling from Auburn, Alabama. I've got a question about donor advice funds. Uh, I have brokerage accounts, and wife and I have brokerage accounts at Vanguard and Fidelity, and a third company that's not very user friendly. Can appreciate assets mutual funds from the third company be moved tax free into a donor advice fund at either Vanguard or Fidelity, and then distributed from that donor advice fund? Sure. Yeah, there's no tax ramification to moving that to a donor advised fund. Absolutely. So they wouldn't have to be sold. They could just be moved right. and then the moved donor advised fund could just shoot them. Yeah, correct. That, I think donor advised funds are a great way to give away money. I think it's a fantastic way. You, and you manage it and you hand it out as you wish to the charities or organizations you think are worthy. Well, I really appreciate that. has been very helpful. Well, we appreciate you yeah. listening. How is it down in Auburn, Alabama today? We're uncomfortable here in Seattle, but I imagine Alabama is a little more uncomfortable this time of year. No, actually, we hadn't hit ninety yet today, but but uh, it'll be there tomorrow. So it's but it's Alabama, and it's it's end of July, early August, the hottest time of the year. You gotta you gotta take what you're dealt. Indeed, yeah. Well, I'm I'm loath to complain here because we had a horrible spring where the sun basically never came out, and so now everybody's it's so hot. I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm not going to go back to when it was you know raining in fifty every day too. So, <laughs> hang in there, Gates. Thanks for your call and your question. I do want to mention uh, there's a couple other ways to ask us questions if you're shy about being on the show. Oh, it looks like. We can try to see if we can squeeze Eric in real quick. You can go to TalkingRealMoney.com to ask questions. Eric, go ahead. We've got just about a minute left here. Go. Okay. I got uh, an IRA, and I have, I'm 72 years old, and I have about 240 in the stock market in uh, different stuff. But in my IRA, I had CDs, and then they cleared up about a year and a half ago, and I was scared of the market, and I wasn't getting those um, interest, so I just let it sit there. So I got about four hundred thousand still just sitting there, and now with interest rates going back up, uh, this is kind of my four hundred one protection money to where. Eric, we're going to have to take this up at another time. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life, either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, join me for an upcoming class both in person in Bellevue and online called Retiring in a Recession. How to take care of your money, how to draw Social Security and get the most from that really how to get all these things right around retirement. It's easy to register. You can go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on classes there. Same thing at Vestry.com. It'll be Saturday the 17th in person in Bellevue, live online. Join me. You'll learn something, I guarantee, at Vestry.com. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.